Engage Sessions. The NSR Media Network presents Sessions, bringing you behind the scenes and into the lives of your favorite music artists. And now, here's your host, Barry Davis. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Remember the name Villavant, because in a few years you're going to go, I remember when she was on Sessions, and now she's a big star. She is going to be a big star. We're going to hear her story here today on Sessions. We will also take another Desert Island disc break. And up next, Tom, you and I are going to look at some of the things floating around in the world of news, which includes both Lady Gaga and Cardi B. We'll tell you up next. This is Sessions with Barry and Tom Ford. this is yeah this is like it's from a movie right yeah that's bradley cooper right that's right yeah is that movie he did with lady gaga exactly i never saw it you never saw no. it well now i've got another movie to watch with I you no i know for those of you who are unaware that is bradley cooper and in a moment we're going to hear lady gaga because to me this was the movie that really put her in a different level from being this artist for young teenagers and, you know, just this pop star into someone with an awful lot of talent. Yeah, one of those transcendent figures, right? I hear just a little more of her voice because she's got a good voice. Yeah, that she does. So... By the time you're listening to this podcast, uh, you may or you may not know the results of the election, of course, because this show airs on Tuesday and it just happens to be election day. Mm-hmm. But it could be days before we know who the new president of the United States days, is. Days, weeks, months. So what does Lady Gaga and our talk about the president of the United States have to do with anything? Well, Lady Gaga has just been the latest celebrity to step up and endorse one or the other. Mm-hmm. And for Lady Gaga, she has given Joe Biden a huge boost. Uh, she urged reporters to vote him at a rally in Pittsburgh. Vote for him. Okay. Okay, not vote him. Yep. Vote for him. So uh, we're seeing more and more of this. And there was a time, Tom, where the personal lives of musicians, athletes, celebrities in general were hidden. We didn't know what political party they followed. We didn't know what church they may have supported. We didn't know much about their private lives, and now we are seeing more and more become open Mm -hmm. and take up a cause. Yeah, and, you know, it's probably, it's a difficult thing for a lot of people because it's so polarized now. I'm sure any artist that, you know, wants to come forward and say, you know what, maybe the Biden thing isn't that hard, (laughs) a decision to, to, to make to support him, but for the artist that, are supporting Trump, like they've got to get ready for a potential like seismic shift in the people that listen to their their material. Absolutely. So Lady Gaga took to the streets and took to the podium, and uh, some real powerful things coming out of this young lady's mouth. Now is the time to show up 
and vote like this country depends on it, because it does. And I want to remind you, listen to me, I want to remind you and all the people who are listening, we all know that this thing may come down to Pennsylvania. We need you. We need your family. We need your friends. We need your heart. Vote like your life depends on it, or vote like your children's lives depend on it. Because they do. I know where there does she say go out and vote for Joe Biden, but if you watch the video, mm-hmm. she's all in her blue and she's got the Biden signs around her. And again, I think, you know, she listened to her and you go, why isn't she running in politics? Right? <laughs> she's certainly better speaker than well, than their current. Well, yeah. yeah. You know, and again, you you're a guy that has a bit of an education in politics, and I don't want to get political here, mm-hmm. right? Um, but you know, and your brother was a politician at one time, yep. right? So what is it about politics that seems to bring out the worst human beings? No disrespect to your brother. But why don't we get good people? In powerful positions, why is it always the evil ones? Well, that has are doing it always been? Well, what, think of a, a president that doesn't have a real huge uh, closet full of skeletons. Yeah. Right. I mean, even even the nice nicer people that you would think, like Clinton. Oh, he just seems like such a nice guy. Well, yeah. Until you find out all the stuff he did. I think yeah. the the most recent likable president was Obama, but. The people that were against him, as you hear now, they just rip the crap out of him. Yeah, the people that are against Obama are really right. against him. I mean, even JFK. I mean, JFK would probably be probably the most beloved president, but was that because of how he tragically died? <laughs> exactly. Right? Or is it because he really was that great of a, a human being? But what is it about politics? Why, why does it draw so many of these evil criminals? You know, I think that's one of the, the, the scariest things about our world right now is... Y- no matter who you are, no matter how good you are, I think it's a pretty easy thing to go back into someone's past and find things that they've done that they that they don't like, right? And so it becomes really easy for us to, you know, tar and feather, as it were, anybody who does stick their neck out and want to make the world better. But at the other side, you know, we do have to take a look at the evidence here. And, you know, yeah, if you if you think Trump is a great, upstanding, nice businessman, well, you know, that's a probably a pretty naive opinion. And, mm-hmm. and you could say the same thing about well, Biden. Yeah, Biden. Yeah. They're, they're both criminals. Yeah. But they're and, so and bad now that we're not worrying about, you know, why is it that only the bad guys are getting? Why right. do you have to be this bad to be All successful? All we're worried about is which of these two evils is the lesser of yeah. two evils, Yeah, so to speak. So, yeah, that's enough politics talk. Yeah. Uh, let's get back to music, okay? Let's do it. Let's go from the evil to maybe the not so smart. Tom, do you remember a few years ago at the Grammy Awards, Cardi B won an Academy or a, a Grammy, and when she went backstage, uh, someone, I think it was her manager, left her a beautiful bouquet of flowers, and that bouquet of flowers had a lyric from the Tom Petty song "Walls." Okay, and so it had the quote from the song: "You got a heart so big it can crush this town." And then Tom Petty getting the, you know, uh, credit for the lyric. Mm-hmm. Cardi B that night went to Instagram. Thank you, Tom Petty, for the flowers. I left the room, but um, 
and the flowers were very big. I will say thank you so much. And this is such a beautiful note. But <laughs> love me. Yes. So uh, Cardi B thought the the late Tom Petty <laughs> sent her flowers. Yeah. Oh boy. And why am I mentioning Cardi B? Because she's in the news. Yeah. Okay. She's seeking to have her divorce papers dismissed after reconciliating, recon, reconciliating, reconciling, reconciling. That's the word uh, with her rapper husband Offset. That's oh. interesting. I've never heard of Offset. So we've heard of divorces, ending marriages, but now. A divorce is now going to be called off so she can get back with her husband. These celebrity, I mean, it works very rarely. You can look at Tom Hanks and his wife. Yeah. I don't remember her name because she's not as famous no, as he is. Tom Hanks' wife. But Tom Hanks and his wife. Mrs. Married. Hanks. That's right. So it, it can happen, but it's, I mean, when you have two big egos, when you have two very rich people, Two people that travel as often as they do and are in the spotlight and have many people that would love to spend time with them, let's just say. How is the, I mean, this is a marriage that either has to come with a complete understanding on both sides that there will be no loyalty <laughs> or they just don't care. I don't know. Isn't it possible that, you know, they're not, they're, they don't have a problem with, you know, staying true to each other. Mm -hmm. and maybe. maybe they that's could be a, that one in a million couple, well, right? Well, here's an interesting story. And I know this because my mother has been such a Tom Jones fan her whole life. So I mm -hmm. read Tom's biography. And by the way, I, another, I'll mention biography after. But I read Tom's biography. He had an understanding with his wife through over 50 years of marriage. She passed away maybe about five, six years ago. Mm -hmm. Through his entire career, Tom, sleep with whomever you want. I know you're going to do it, so do it. Just do not fall in love with them. As long as I'm the only woman you love, you can go ahead and sleep with anyone you want. Mm. And let's put it this way mildly. He took advantage of his hall pass, <laughs> so to speak, right? But that was his that's that's the way it is in in music and yeah. in entertainment, you know? Yeah. It's hard, right? Cuz like do we have the sex thing right? I mean, I think in North America, we have it really wrong in the first place, right? You know, it's, it, there are every, it, maybe it's one of those things where like every couple has it, their own way to make it work. Mm -hmm. And, and you know, we've got this like cookie cutter, this is how it's supposed to be nuclear family. Yeah. But like, maybe that's not the way it's supposed to be. Maybe everybody has their own way. And, you know, maybe that's, you know, one guy, one girl, maybe that's, you know, a guy with two girls. Okay. <laughs> and cut. I'm sending that to your wife, Robin, right now, okay? Go for it. Okay. So just to prove, Tom, that basketball is a very dangerous sport, whether you are playing the game or coaching an NBA team, you could suffer pretty debilitating injuries. Oh. Proof positive here. Drake recovering from knee surgery. Oh, hard times. Up and down on those sidelines. Yep. You know, as he's been coaching the Raptors for the last few years. It wears on him. He jumps around. Like, he does. He gets a good workout <laughs> on the sidelines there. He does. No one else. And you know what? Uh, I've heard both sides of the argument. Who does he think he is? And then, well, he does offer so much to the community. I think we, whether you're a fan of his music or not, we should celebrate the fact that this is a, a local kid who's become absolutely huge, one of the biggest international stars, and he never forgets where he's come from. 
Yeah, that's a huge right. You're sitting there thinking, feather in his I don't cap. like Drake. No, I'm not actually. No, no, no. I'm no, not. No. I'm not a big fan of his music, but I'm a big fan of how he is. You know, not looked past where he comes from, like we've seen so many celebrities do. Yeah. Toronto has been an important part of his, of his. I guess you call it his makeup, yeah. right? Yeah, DNA. Yep. Yeah. So there you go. All right. Before we hear from Villavent, let's head off on a desert island. OTP Sessions presents another desert island disc. Hello, I'm Devin Cuddy, and my desert island disc would be Good Old Boys by Randy Newman, because I am a huge fan of Randy, and I think that this record is one of his best, with some of his best songs, and through the whole record, it tells a great story that you just never get tired of. Well, speaking of not getting tired of a voice... Let's have a listen now to the brand new song from Villavent. This is called Never Again here on Sessions. No dresses, no heels, no fancy things. I can wear what I want and I can buy my own things. Do your pockets friendly smile, but it comes for a price. Try to reel me in, but watch out, I'm taking
There is brand new music from Villavent, and that song is called Never Again, an amazing new song and a great video to go with it. Tom, you've seen the video. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fantastic. And uh, we are just tickled pink to be joined by said artist, Villavent. Great to have you on Hello. the show. Thank yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Well, oh, it's great. I mean, we had you on the radio show couple of years right. ago and a lot has changed with your career since then and a lot has changed in the world since then uh yeah. first and foremost as an artist trying to get discovered and have people find you how hard is it when you're not actually performing much because of covid oh well i mean it really does suck um i had a performance i had many performances canceled as probably you have as well with your cover band due to covid and um, it really does suck uh, getting out there, but, you know, um, I've been busy promoting myself online through social media, so that's kind of like the only way you can really, you know, um, interact with fans and stuff during this time. You've been doing a great job with the online content. Uh, you know, we've got the big talent search coming up next week. Um, you're yeah. Actually, today is the final day of voting. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Today is the final day of voting, mm -hmm. so... <laughs> um, We've got that big talent search coming up. How did how did you get hooked up with that? How did you was it something that you that you applied for, or did they come and search you out? Right. So I actually I applied for it. Didn't really think anything of it. Um, I heard about it many years ago when I was first starting, like first getting into a band, and I've always kind of wanted to do it. And um, so I applied this year because I was ready for it. And I got the notification, I think it was like late February, that um, they wanted me to participate, which was awesome. And, of course, I said yes, and um, the rest is history. And, and, and a great start to your history uh, being in this competition. And, and the songwriting that you have come up with, I mean, it, it is, it's such... Uh, for someone of your age to be writing this kind of music is fantastic. And I saw you live a couple of years ago, and you were doing pretty much covers, if I'm not mistaken. And yeah, that was a cover band, I think, that you yeah. Saw anyway. And yeah. my thinking was, you know, I'd love to hear her do her own stuff. And now I'm hearing it. When, how much did that help you to get out there and play the covers and start to discover some of these artists? And I know your parents are both a huge influence on the music you got into. But there sure. aren't a lot of young folks out there that are rocking the way you do right now. So... Did playing those songs kind of help influence you and, and kind of help guide you towards the direction or sound you wanted? Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Um, like I said, I've always wanted to do music um, ever since I was young. Um, with the band and stuff, like, it really brought me out of my shell as well because I'm, like, a really shy person. Um, but when I'm performing, it just, like, you know, I let out all my energy and I really uh, – try my best to like interact with the audience and entertain people and the songs that i performed with my cover band um were all like 80s rock 90s rock early 2000s stuff so i definitely got influenced uh with like those artists for sure with your original music if you had to pick say one or two artists that have influenced you and influenced your sound um you know do you have any any artists that come right off the off the head when you get asked a question like that Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say Evanescence is a big one. Um, uh, Hailstorm, Lizzie Hill from Hailstorm. Oh, yeah. Um, Chris Cornell, Soundgarden. Um, you know, even like some 80s bands, uh, 80s and 70s bands like Heart, um, Guns N' Roses, um, all those guys kind of like just 
influenced me with um, with writing my own stuff. When you were in high school, was it a little bit odd that you were the rocker when probably most of your friends were listening to Beyonce and the Biebs? Actually, you know what? It's funny because my friends actually listen to the same type of music I do. Well, that's um, actually, good. One of them, one of them actually listens to uh, one of them. Um, like in um, one of them actually um, got me into some other artists like uh, Soundgarden and Nirvana and stuff. I wasn't really into them before high school, but I have a friend that actually got me into a lot more subgenres of rock, um, and she's awesome. Like she, her name's Sienna. <laughs> Hi, Sienna, if you're watching. Um, <laughs> But yeah, she uh, she really influenced me there, and also um, there was a lot of people at my school I went to Mayfield that actually um, listened to the type of music that I listened to. So I wasn't really like the odd one out, but there were for sure like those people that would listen to the mainstream stuff as a lot of people do nowadays. But um, there was a lot actually that surprised me that listened to the type of music that I perform. Do you find that? I mean, when I was growing up the mainstream included heavy rock. It pretty much included everything. And now, as you say, there is the mainstream, which is very dancey, hip-hop type music, and then there's right. the rockers, right? I mean, yeah. do you almost feel like saying to all those that kind of snub their noses up at rock and roll, like, do you even know what you're missing? You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, why don't you give this oh, a I try? Know. You'll realize just how incredible this kind of music is. Oh, I know. I, I really don't understand people who don't like rock and roll. Like, how can you not like that music? It's so, like, when you're in a bad mood, it will get you energized. Like, it's the type of music that you want to listen to to get you hyped up. And I just don't understand people don't like it. Like, I, I had, like, an old friend that said that rock and roll was boring to her. And I'm like, what's boring about rock and roll? Like, your pop music is boring. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, what did you call it? Pot music? Pop. pop. Yeah, pop. pop. I thought they said P.O.T. is in like, you know, I thought I'm missing out on a new genre of music that I probably should get into, you know. Pop, rap, and um, what is it? Like rap. Uh, Hip hop. Rap, rap is like the biggest genre right now, like in mainstream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was. I mean, even when I, I went to, I was in high school back in the 90s. So, I mean, you got introduced to grunge as you were in high school. Grunge. Was the, grunge became yeah. music when I was in yeah. high school, but even grunge even, hadn't existed when I went to high school. So thank you for making me feel the oldest person in the room. Well, even in the grunge era, though, even in the grunge era, uh, I went to school in Brampton, and mm -hmm. uh, you know the rockers were few and far between, and and you know by and large, most of my classmates, you know, they were listening to like you know, Public Enemy and Wu-Tang Clan and, and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd, I'd get like made those, fun those of. People, like, those um, old-school rappers are good. Like, I like old-school rap, are, like, yeah. Wu-Tang Clan and stuff. But the, you know, mainstream, uh, quote-unquote, rappers, I wouldn't really call them rappers. But, um, like, you know, I just find it's just they, it's lost the spark that has captivated people way back then. I feel like all of it is just the same. There's no, like... Um, there's no like creativity in it anymore. It's all kind of just, it kind of mumbles together. It's all the same, all sounds the same to me. As you make your way up this ladder of stardom, which I know you're going to be, and I said that to you two years ago when you're on the show, when you look and you see a radio station's website and you look at what they've played and there is, you know, stabilized in between a Breaking Benjamin song and a Chevelle song, like, yeah. Isn't that the coolest thing in the world to I, see that? 
honestly, when I first saw that, and when I first listened to myself on the radio, by the way, I freaked out. Um, <laughs> it's like, you know, one of those experiences that you'll only have once, like hearing your song the first time on the radio is like mind blown. But yeah, even seeing that, like my song played, you know, before um, there was a, like uh, Guns N' Roses, for example, played before Guns N' Roses. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's crazy. And of course, there's the misconception that as soon as you start getting played on the radio, you're going to become a very rich woman. Uh, it, unfortunately, <laughs> well, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way, but it's really good exposure for sure. You know, we've got the big contest coming up on the third. Now, this is regional voting that takes place. So after the third, there's a, a national finals that yeah. uh, I think we're all assuming you'll be in. Um, well, you, you deserve to be in. That's that's. <laughs> You know, as we know in the world, deserving of something and actually receiving of something is mm -hmm. not ever, they don't always go hand in hand. But yes, deserving, 100%. But oh, one, thank you. You know, it's outside of the, the competition, um, what sort of stuff are you working on to keep yourself busy right now during COVID times? Are there any live music performances on the horizon or any plans for new recordings? Well, actually, I'm working on um, a brand new album, believe it or not. I'm continuing continuing to write during this time um i'm getting to i'm getting together with my bill of a band um a few times and we're kind of going over the demos that i've created and like mid-january of next year i'm going to be going to the studio to record my uh new new album 10 songs i hope you're ready for that oh Beautiful. i love it i love it yeah and i love the fact that you've actually put them together as an album so is yeah. there is yeah. there as you're putting these songs together and I love asking artists this when they're putting an album together. The mm -hmm. order of songs, the way they're going to be lined up on the album, is that yeah. something you battle with much? Or do you just say, ah, screw it, well, they'll just put them in any order? Or is that something you really oh, take no. serious? I, I, mm -hmm. I think it through. Like, I definitely, like, I've kind of, like, rearranged the order three times already. But I think I got in my mind what songs I want and, like, where. Um, but, yeah, like, when I'm writing a song, I usually know like if this is going to be like closer to the beginning of the album or if this is going to be like the, the song that ends the album. So, um, yeah, there's like a little bit of everything in this album, like some soft stuff you'll hear, um, some obviously hard rock and um, some blues even. Like I just kind of tying, off, tying a little bit of everything together. So I'm really excited for that. Do you have a favorite tune on the album? Yes, I do. I really? definitely do. Yes. You don't love all I your do. babies the same? They, okay, so the thing is, I like, for me personally, I like, you know, hard, heavy, you know, fast-paced songs. I, I love, like, the, uh, the slow ones, too, but, you know, I have to be in a kind of a certain kind of mood to listen to that stuff, but um, there's this one song, I can't remember the title of it yet. Oh, um, come on, even to us? It's, it's, <laughs> I can't name it. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, but well, it's we can guess. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a hint. It's going to be closer to the end. Okay. And maybe the end, but I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Um, and it's um, it's a very fast, hard-hitting kind of song, kind of slaps you in the face. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely it's definitely a lot heavier than the material I have out now. Um, and uh, I'm really excited for, for everyone to hear it. Now, how did you put this band together? Because I, I know you had that group that you were playing with with the covers. Is anybody from that band in? Now, is the band called Villavant, or are you Villavant, and the band is just the band? 
Um, we're Villavent. Okay. Like a band. As a, yeah, we're a collective. So do you go by the name Villavent as well? Or do you go by... Yeah, the, I okay. yeah I go by... I know it's kind of confusing, but yeah. Oh, I go okay. by... Like, I'm the, I'm the front woman, so like I go by Villavent. But, like, the band, like, we all, you know, help each other create the songs. Like, I come out, I come out with, like, the main idea, and then I give it to the other guys, and I, you know, tell them, hey, this is, like, an idea I have. Uh, do you have any, like, suggestions or whatever? And we kind of go from there when it comes to creating music. So it's not just me that's writing the music. Yes, I write, like, the skeleton of uh, the songs and what I want the songs to sound like, but we all as a collective kind of, write together to create what you'll hear and and the guys in your band where'd you find them um they're kind of like <laughs> they're from all over the dca like one's from mississauga one's from um oh my god uh there's like two from mississauga and <laughs> one from toronto and they're kind of all over the place but i found them mainly through ads on like kijiji oh no um, way i didn't even know you could do that now yeah, like you can, and there's also like an, um, a website called um, Musicians Wanted or something, mm-hmm. and uh, I went on there to try and search. Honestly, it, it was a long, long um, process to try and find the right people for the band, but I definitely think I found the right people now. Like, I'm really excited to work with these guys. Do you find it easier to put a band together rather than join an existing band? Because putting it together... You've got your hands on this, right? You can decide who's going to be there with you, not just by talent, but by, you know, guys you get along with that you know are are going to be, you know, whereas if you join a band, I mean, that's, you know, that's the band, you know, you like it or lump it, right? I honestly don't, I don't have that experience of joining a band. Like, I know with my my cover band, um, there was two, like a guitar player and a drummer knew each other already, but me and the bass player were both new so we kind of got to know each other all kind of together at the same time but um you know finding people and meeting all these different musicians and stuff is like i feel like better in the long run because you get to make up memories together and you're not just like this kind of like wallflower if you're to join a band that's like that already been around and you're kind of just there like uh, I don't really know much about you guys, but I know you're great. So, yeah, I, I feel like definitely, um, you know, getting together with people that you haven't met before and they haven't met each other either is, like, the better, it's better that way. Now, sorry, we had this pause moment of silence. Tom was in such deep thought listening to what you were saying, right? I was. Yes, yeah, you no, were. Yeah, it's definitely better to, to get to know everybody, like, together if that makes sense yeah was um then like you know joining a band that's already been around mm-hmm. so i feel like that's kind of awkward i don't know yeah i agree with you 100 percent. no absolutely I, I was actually caught up just sort of thinking of band dynamics and and you know listening to you talk about you know everybody coming in and kind of putting their two cents in um mm-hmm. made me think, do you do you have any songs in your in your repertoire currently uh that that are out there right now that you can look at and go man you know my guitarist made it with that riff or my drummer made it with just that wicked little feel or the bass player with his fill there yeah yeah definitely <laughs> she's just not going to tell us That's because it's all a secret at no, this point i can't i can't i can't tell you Jeez. i'm sorry I, i'm sorry man. you know it's closer closer to the time 
time when it's going to be released, I can tell you a little bit more. But right now, it's so it's still oh, yeah. so new. Oh no, no, but I mean, I mean, of the songs that are currently out there right now, the other ones, yeah. the ones that we already know of. Oh, those ones. Yes, yeah. those ones actually. I I made those two years ago, and I went with a producer in Toronto, and uh, we recorded those songs. Cube. It's called like um, in the box. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have like a drummer with me at the time, but I had a mixer who, um, who you know, creates a guitar part, creates a bass. He plays the bass. He programmed the drums, so so they sound legit. They sound like real drums on the track. Um, and I kind of, you know, I brought him an idea. And I, from what I remember, it was just my vocals and piano for all the songs that are out now. And uh, we've changed a few things. And now they're kind of like what they are now, you, what what you hear now that's out released. But mm-hmm. um, before, like the demos, they sound totally different. Um, it was just piano and, and my voice. And we, we've cut some of the songs too. Like I know Never Again, it's almost like three minutes long. Mm-hmm. But originally that song was like five minutes. So we cut down a lot for each song. So you, you mentioned earlier on about how shy you were. And yeah. I think about when you are the lead vocalist and the front person of a band, uh, you're out there in the public eye. And, I, you know, I, I scroll through your Facebook page and there's a lot of pictures, a lot of you posing, and you look so damn cool, I got to tell you. You're the uh, one of the coolest women I've had a chance to meet in my lifetime. But is, oh, God, is, really? Is, yeah, is that, is that uncomfortable for you to pose for the cameras, to put on the, you know, the rock star poses and stuff? A little bit like it depends on the pose too if it's just like a, a headshot like i'm fine with that but um you know like some of the other stuff is kind of like oh i don't really know what to do and you know i'm kind of awkward in person as well so but working with like you know professional photographers and stuff like they help you through that so i'm i'm all good with that now but you, you know would, um go on you would be amazed at how many artists whether it be musicians actors performers are incredibly shy or incredibly introverted and oh i'm I'm definitely an introvert like a hundred percent like ask my friends i'm like the person in class when i went to school that never raised their hand even though i knew the the answer to a question like i was just very very shy and introvert like that's that's just who i am (laughs) (laughs) that's your alter ego though right that's not i said that's your alter ego though that's not villivant I was just about to say, but like going on stage, that's when my freak comes out. Like you, you won't think that I am an actual introvert, like in person. Like you wouldn't think that uh, while watching me perform. That's for sure. Well, exactly. So, what happens when you hit that stage? Is it something that happens? I just put on. I put on the persona, right? Right. So but, I'm not actually. I'm not actually Julia. I'm Villabin. Like, oh, you just I'm went and told everyone person. your real name. There you went. and You spoiled it. Well, that's well a- surprise. Yes. <laughs> but um, at what point do you go from be- being Julia to being Villavant? Is it something that happens before you get on stage? Is it as soon as you hold on to that mic? Like, wh- where does that, do you know where that moment is where you say, okay, Julia's going to sit down now. It's Villavant's turn to take over. Right when I hit the stage. Yeah. Like, right when I step foot on stage is when I turn that um, persona on. You know, the videos that I've seen of you playing live, the one thing that really sticks out is it looks like you guys are having fun. 
I mean, it, it, it's high energy um, in, in all the performances that I've seen. Um, but, you know, we're talking about you putting that persona on, walking up to the stage. So before you get on stage, how does Julia feel? Does Julia get racked with anxiety and nerves and then um, you put it away? Or is it just, let's go have fun? You know what? It's funny because when I first started um, my musical journey, you know, before even before I was in a band, like doing solo stuff, I was very nervous. Like I had major stage fright. Um, I couldn't even go on stage at my elementary school for the talent show. Like, I was really, really nervous. I couldn't, like, I was just scared I was going to mess up, you know, all those things. And then, um, you know, after the experience I've had with my cover band, I don't even feel nervous at all anymore when I go on stage, which I guess is a, a good thing and a bad thing. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. It, it all depends on who you are, right? I mean, yeah. for many, um, the nerves are what give you the you know, the adrenaline to get out and perform, yeah. right? And also, you know what? I'm more nervous talking to you guys right now than if I were to go on stage. Come on. No, it's just I us. Swear. No, I swear. <laughs> like, even, like, the Jim Beam thing, I don't know if you watched the video or not. Yeah. Uh, but I had, like, an interview at the, at the beginning, and I was, like, shaking during that interview. I was so nervous. But when I went to go perform... I was like, fine. Mm -hmm. it's, it's the weirdest thing. Like, social interaction is what gets me these days, not performing. So right now, we're talking with Julia and not Villavent, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah, you're talking to me. Okay, you're so if you were on stage at this moment, then we'd be talking mm -hmm. to Villavent. Yeah. Actually, right. nobody talks to Villavent. Villavent talks to people. And there you go. There right. you go. Yeah. Wow. Nobody speaks to Villavent. Okay. <laughs> um, how how Don't talk to me. <laughs> How have your mom and dad been through all this? Because I know they've been such huge supporters of you since the beginning. And I mean, that is such a key thing when you are young and trying to make it in an industry that is not as safe as deciding to become a banker or a lawyer or a doctor or whatever the case may be. Um, you are choosing a field of entertainment, which there are no guarantees in. And it doesn't even matter how good you are. You also need to get breaks and such, and I, I know they'll come your way because you deserve them and you know people and, and you have an incredible voice and incredible music. But having said all that, um, what did it mean to have the support of mom and dad through all this? Oh, my God. They've been supportive since day one. Like, ever since I was little, you know, um, I started piano when I was two, and actually, you know, my, my dad forced me to do piano he's like you should put her in a piano lessons like you know get her into music and then when I started singing around the house shortly after they're like oh you got to go into vocal lessons to develop your voice so they've always kind of been there and supported me throughout my musical journey they've never really said to me oh I want you to be this and that they've always just said to me follow your dream and that's kind of what I'm doing <laughs> that's that's beautiful I mean I remember singing as a young kid myself and my my mom and tell you to shut up well no they they told me to take vocal lessons but they didn't offer to pay oh yeah <laughs> oh, okay. singing around the house learn what you're doing but you see that's all part of it too for you i mean you know here you are villivant by night and julia working at the uh bakery at the grocery store during the day right, right? Um, yeah do your co-workers know about your alter ego or do you try to kind of keep those things separate no they know well, I, I told them, and everyone knows I sing, and it's funny because they're like, oh, why don't you sing in an apartment sometimes? And I'm like, no. <laughs> it was not a stage 
I'm not because it's not you know it's not relevant. It would just be me, right? That's, and I would just be very awkward. That's so fascinating. You say that. Yeah. And I I've had that too. It's like you know, come on, sing. Well, no, I got to be in the right place. I, know, I got to be have in the right be frame. In the right state of mind. Exactly. Belt out song like High School Musical style. Like, well, I don't exactly. Know it took me a long, long time, and I'm still not the most comfortable sitting around a campfire playing my guitar for people. And I always like fumble around on what am I going to play and how am I going, you know? But you put me on a stage, I don't, I don't care. I just, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I feel exactly the same. I'm not as shy as you are, Julia, but I, I know that feeling to a certain extent of knowing what your comfort zone is and knowing, you know, how powerful you can feel when you're on stage. Yeah. Now, when I saw you live, I also saw. Some drunk dude hit on you while you're performing, and oh, you know, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember that. Wait, where did you see me live? It was in Orangeville. Oh, the black one. Yeah, um, so there was some drunk you know guy, what? and he was putting money down in front of you and stuff. And you know, I'm looking at your dad, and I'm like, your dad is showing. Like, he went and spoke to the guy and stuff, but he's showing unbelievable restraint. Because if if that if you were my daughter, I would be like, you know, I I would just be furious, right? And I'm sure maybe inside he was, but. How have you been as far as learning to take care of yourself because you know that there are going to be people that are going to objectify you because you uh, are you're a woman on stage and there are going to be creepy guys yeah. out there. And, yeah, for sure. You know, how do you prepare yourself as a female artist to understand that you may have to deal with some of this crap? Yeah, um, for sure. You know, there's been a few times with my cover band mainly that, you know, things like that have happened where – um, one guy actually wanted to hug me and he spilled beer all over me by accident. I don't think it was an accident, but whatever. Um, yeah. And you know, the money guy, and there was another guy that like went right up to me, right, right up to my face. Look at like, I'm like, hello, like, why are you in my personal space? And that's the one thing about bars too, right? Like you don't really get a stage. I guess it depends on the bar that you're in, but a lot of the bars that we played at, we didn't really get like our own personal space. We're kind of like, in the in the audience mm-hmm. so yeah. you know it's hard when it comes to guys like that but i usually just ignore them i just try my best to ignore people like that you know, looking back at all your gigs you know, we, we haven't had a you know live music it might be a little while so um try and think you know we're going down and talking about all these rough dudes that you've run into if you had to pick one story absolute worst gig story it might have to do with a guy might have to do with just the show but if, is there one gig that sticks out in your mind? That's oh just my like God. the worst gig you ever yes. had. Oh my God. <laughs> I love these <laughs> stories. <laughs> this this is really embarrassing on my part. Um, so I think it was in Bolton, like the Celtic Rock. No, no, the Toby Jug. The Toby Jug by Zarin. You yeah. know what that is? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't no, think they're sure what the well, nobody's doing live music, but they stopped. No, <laughs> no. It was like it was a couple of years ago when they still had bands. But um we were performing there and it was like a crowded house and whatever. And I was feeling, you know, hyped because the ener- the energy from the audience made me feel, you know, buzz and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like saying stuff. And this one woman in the audience was like, she did a kind of like a weird um, howl, like a, oh, kind of thing, <laughs> like a cheer. But that was like her way of cheering us on or something. And me not thinking, I'm like, I didn't know they let dogs in here. And the whole thing went, the whole place went silent. And then I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's not a good thing to say. <laughs> I, just call this, I just call this woman a bitch. 
like and I'm like oh no oh no and this and apparently she like walked out because she was angry but I didn't I didn't see that apparently she did so yeah that's that was a really embarrassing moment on my behalf there I love that story (laughs) (laughs) oh my god it was so embarrassing the guys you know my my band at the time were just they never ever stopped talking about that like every single time we performed they're like remember that time like yes you don't have to bring it up. I remember that time. <laughs> Put like a disclaimer up. You know, if Villavent offends you, sorry. Stick stick around. The insults are worth it for the music. And yeah, I'm gonna be honest. Like, what? Why would you say that? And, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, really, really embarrassing. Really embarrassing. Do you find it as as a young artist too that is a lot more in touch with the way social media works? That you may have a leg up on, you know, some of the older folks that are trying to promote themselves because you grew up in this this era and is self-promoting something that you kind of take pride in and knowing that, you know, you are good at it. You're good at knowing how to promote yourself. And again, you're not promoting Julia, you're promoting Villavent, right? But how important yeah. is that this day and age when, especially now with there, there's no gigs to be had, but being able to use your social media to really get the word out on who you are. Yeah. You know what? I, I try my best with the promotion. Like I'm glad that you think I'm doing a good job. Cause I honestly don't know these days, but I, I try to post as much as possible, you know, things about my music. It's hard right now. Cause I, you know, there's no videos of me performing. So I try to stay active. I always interact with fans whenever they message me. Um, you know, I do some promotional, like, uh, things on like Facebook as well. Like I, I have the two, two connected Facebook and Instagram. So um, it's easy to keep tabs on like what I'm doing on both, but I try, I really try to like interact with, um, with people as much as I can really. Now, two years ago when I had you on the radio show, I uh, introduced your music to Biff Naked and she loved it. And I always thought of you as in that same mold because of the way you own a stage and the way Biff owns a stage. And there's something, Biff's the same way. When you talk to her away from the stage, she's just like this sweet, shy kind of woman. And then you put her on stage and she's, she, she's vicious. She owns it. Right. Yeah. Um, have you stayed in touch with her at all? And if you haven't, I'm going to make sure you get back into touch with her because I think that she's someone that can definitely be a, a big help to you down the line, especially when we start getting into live music again. Yeah, I actually, I told her about, I believe I sent her an email about the, the Jim Dean thing that I was in. And also I was, um, I was in a online festival a few months ago called Rock the Coliseum. And I did, um, I performed one of my unreleased songs that's actually going to be on the new record. So it, um, I did that and I, I, I shared it to her, but I haven't heard back from her. Okay, I'll get on her. She's a busy woman. I'll make yeah. sure that we get, we get on to Biff because... The world needs to know more about Villavin, including Biff Naked. So there you go. Oh, thank you. All right. Before we wrap this up, for those that are listening, uh, and if there is still time to vote, how can people go and vote for you? Yeah. So you can go to indies.ca. It's I-N-D-I-E-S dot C-A. And you'll see on the home screen, there's like the cities. And you press Toronto. And then you'll see uh, vote for Villavent. You'll see my photo, and you can vote for me. And you can also watch the video uh, of my interview and my performance as well. And when the album comes out, who's going to be the first podcast you decide to go on? <clears throat> hmm. Let me think about that. All right. <laughs> and I want I want an autographed copy of it. Okay. 
Okay, for sure. I'll definitely give you that. And if you ever want to jam with a couple of old folks? Uh, I'll think about that, too. Oh, okay. <laughs> <sighs> You're hard. All right, I guess I'll see you at the grocery store the next time I'm buying a cake, okay? Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> Thanks so much for doing this. Uh, all the best. I, I know you're going to make make it huge because your talent is just so hard to come by. And you're watching your videos and hearing your songs. This stuff rocks, and it, it's thank you. You know, even for old folks like us, we're 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 just digging this stuff, Julia. Thank you so much for thank doing the so show. Much. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on once again. All right, uh, I guess I'm speaking for myself when I said old folks like us. Well, you can call me old if you want. Oh, yeah? You, you, you know Tom Petty's no longer with us? Who? Okay. <laughs> wow. A big thank you to Villavent. And for all of those who voted for her in the Jim Beam competition, thank you very much. And uh, I don't know the results right now as we speak. And hopefully uh, she's at least moved on to the next round. That's what we want to know, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and with or without this contest, you will hear a lot more of Villavent uh, in the upcoming years. I am so excited for this young lady's career. Yeah, fingers fingers crossed for her. Uh, you know, we're we're putting this out on the Tuesday that the voting's pl- taking place. So that's right. Fingers it's crossed. Not the only big vote on it. Tuesday. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? I like the I like the voting choices much better in the Canadian Music Week mm-hmm. National Talent Search. Yes, than I our do. I do too. <laughs> and we appreciate once again Villavent for being a part of the show. And to all of you, thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your week. That's all the time we have for today's show. Until next time, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. <laughs>